Let's just dive right into what's going on in this market right now. It's inflation, but just like how expensive groceries, gas are too. CPI rose to 4%. Not really good for interest rates. Life is hard right now. Everything's expensive. Number of transactions are down this year. Bonneals are closing over 4%. We're probably going to see another rate increase before the end of the year. God, brace yourself maybe. Welcome to the Where to Begin in Real Estate podcast with your hosts, Maggie and Agnes. We're back and ready to give you our unfiltered opinions on all things real estate and life. Back for another episode. Episode two. So exciting. Let's just dive right into what's going on in this market right now. Okay. Inflation, interest rates. Yeah. Topic. (laughs) Inflation report came out and mid end September. So we saw CPI rose to 4%. Bond yields are closing over 4%. Not really good for interest rates. We, as we know, Bank of Canada wants to see that number at 2%. Inflation. So for all those wondering what's going to happen, obviously, I hate to say this, but we don't have a crystal ball. No. But as we can see with what's going on right now, um, we're probably going to see another rate increase before the end of the year. So we have another one coming out October 25th, and we have one December 5th. So I don't know. Got to brace yourself, maybe. Yeah. We really don't know, though. No. We have no idea. No. We spew out all these facts, but or all these statistics, but we don't really know what's going to happen. And everyone does. And it'll just be a decision closer to seeing where inf- inflation and other factors are at. And, and then, we'll, then we'll have to see what happens. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, I wanted to talk about an article that I had saw from Remax Canada. So they put out a report that in quarter two of this year, move up buyers, Canadians who already owned a home and find themselves in a position to upgrade in the market have been driving gains in the spring of 2023 um, as they tried to get ahead of further Bank of Canada interest rate hikes. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this is it kind of talk, goes back to what we were talking about right now, but also in our last episode with affordability. So move up buyers who already own homes, who are sitting on a bunch of equity if they bought them eight, 10, 15 years ago. And a lot of them back then too, interest rates were at like 4%, 4.5%. So moving to a 6%, 6.5% interest rate is not as big of a hit as the people who bought in the last three years and got 1.82%. So it makes sense. That's what like our team is seeing with a lot of transactions that are happening. It is a lot of people that are moving up or, you know, there's a lot of people downsizing too if they're retiring, but a good chunk of buyers and sellers right now that are moving are moving up. And that's what's really driven the market. Even though transactions are down, number of transactions are down this year, those are the people who are able to afford it. And I'm sure you're seeing that on the mortgage side as well. Yeah, totally. And like a lot of these people are older. They're boomers. You know, like my parents did the exact same thing. They immigrated here from Poland. They bought a house and they kept building their wealth by moving up, right? So they have a lot of equity. So when they're moving to another property, even if it's, you know, a $1.5 million property, they're putting a ton of money down. So their mortgage isn't, you know, a million dollars. It might be 300,000, 400,000. So it's a lot more attainable to have a mortgage with a 6.5 
percent interest rate if the mortgage is small. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. so that's probably what you're seeing as well. Absolutely. And like I said, it's been a lot of move up buyers. We have worked with a handful of first time home buyers. I know we've had some clients together and I know you've worked with a lot of first time home buyers as well. So there are still first time home buyers, move up buyers and people are retiring. It's just more, that's more dominating the industry than yeah. we have seen in previous years. Um, cause it's just not hitting them as hard. Yeah. I feel for first time home buyers right now. Like when we first started in yeah. this industry, we were really preaching like buy a house as soon as you have the minimum down payment. But now the reality is, is if you have that minimum down payment, you might only get approved for a certain amount of mortgage because the way that a mortgage works is there's different ways to qualify. So if you're putting a minimum down payment, your amortization's already at 25 years. So already your payment on a $500,000 mortgage, for example, is going to be a lot higher than someone that's putting 20% down, amortizing that over 30 years. Mm -hmm. So if you're putting 20% down, you're going to qualify for a little bit more, right? So the only thing with that is how long is it going to take you to yeah. save that 20%. And I think I've like read some stuff recently that amortization periods, I know they were extending it to 40, I heard 70%. Like, what are you seeing now? Are they pulling back on that? What are they doing? Or truthfully, it's been difficult to know what's going on with these mortgage insurers and to even qualify for a program like this. Like I know people that have tried to get people to extend their amortizations to 40 years or whatever they can qualify, but it's not as easy as it okay. sounds. So it's just like news headlines saying that this is an option, but in reality, like a lot of programs out there, it's clickbait. Yeah. Like it's we talk about, like there's all these programs that sound great and they don't not, translate to what actually people can get. Exactly. And it's not somebody that's buying a house. It's somebody that's having a mortgage that already has a mortgage and they're having some hardships. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a little bit, I'm still confused about it, <laughs> truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a long time. Like, I, I don't know if I personally would want to sign on for a 70 year amortization. I want my mortgage paid off before then. So that's not something that I personally think I'd be interested in, but it depends too, right? If you are having financial hardship and you could lower sure. that payment. Yeah. And you just know you're doing that for a few years and then you're going to change it and renew in three years from now or something. If you're taking on a three year fix. Yeah. Or if you're in a position where you need to extend that amortization, there's always alternative lending. There are still lenders that offer amortization periods that are greater. So there is always that option as well. But with alternative lending, you do still require that 20%. Mm -hmm. And there are fees associated with that. Yeah. So what are you seeing now? What are people taking on the most? Not like what your personal opinion is because it's different for every situation, but in terms of interest rates, are you seeing more fixed, more variable, three-year, five-year? Like what are you, what's the most common right now? I'm interested. Definitely fixed. Yeah. I'm not encouraging people to take five-year terms because I think that a lot can change within five years. I mean, they are hoping to bring it down when inflation gets under control, but yeah. we just have no idea when or truly if that's going to happen, right? Exactly. And they're willing to do whatever it takes to get it to that 2% yeah. target. So I've been seeing a lot of three-year terms personally. Yeah. That's what I've been. Which we talked about for me. Yeah. Yep. Made the most sense for me. So that's yeah. what I. And just like networking with other mortgage 
agents in the industry, they're kind of suggesting the same thing. Another thing too, to be mindful of is that there's different rates for different terms. Yeah. So a five-year term is going to be smaller or lower than a three-year term. Yeah. Because it's less risk for them, they, like for the lender. Exactly. But there's also a stress test associated with that interest rate. Yeah. So if you get a three-year interest rate term, mm-hmm. you're stress testing higher. So if you are a buyer who's buying at the top of their budget, that like point four percent might actually make a huge difference so some people are in situations where they have to take a five-year term right makes sense so yeah it's different for everybody but i was just kind of curious what you're seeing but that's what i'm seeing a lot with my clients too that are making moves right now a lot of them are taking three year and just kind of seeing what happens in three years from now yeah business will be booming in three years yeah (laughs) usually we have to wait like the five-year term But now we're going to kind of see what happens in those three years. And something else that a lot of people are taking into consideration, I know you've talked about this and it's just interesting because in my friend group, like this is things that we're talking about way more than ever is inflation, but just like how expensive groceries, gas are too. So it's like, okay, now people's affordability in terms of being able to qualify for a mortgage is different, but I know you run these numbers and we tell people all the time, make sure you're like comfortable with your bills, make sure that you still have you know, a lifestyle, you can afford groceries, you can afford to be doing the things that you want to do because outside of your mortgage, everything else is more expensive than ever. If you're working with a mortgage agent and they aren't kind of taking that stuff into consideration for you, move on (laughs) because you need to be aware of the full picture of the situation that you're putting yourself into. It's a huge commitment buying a home and yeah. You need to be aware of like just your regular bills, your hydro, your electricity, your water, which all that has gone up as well, Yeah. right? So sometimes I have buyers come to me and they have this idea set in their minds that I want a house that's $800,000. Like that's my budget that I kind of want to stay within. But then when I break down what their monthly budget overall is going to look like, they kind of change their mind in some, in most yeah. situations, especially if they're buying at the top of their budget. Just, life is hard right now. Yeah. Everything's expensive. You know, you still want to be able to go out for dinner with your friends. You still want to have a random night out with your friends and have some drinks, or you might have, you know, these life events like baby showers, weddings that cost money, or you might go get pregnant and then be on mat leave. And you want to make sure that if your life changes, that you're still in a comfortable position that exactly. you can do those things. So, so it's just, you got to run all those numbers, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I told you this story, but when I was at the cottage recently, um, my friends were asking me, some of them who were thinking about getting into the market, do they wait to put 20% down or less? And you know, like, like more than ever it's situation to situation, but a lot of them say like their parents, all their friends eight years ago who bought were in a position to do so. But now it's like almost impossible because with that and closing costs as well, yeah, which is another two to 3% on top of it. If you're buying an $800,000 home, you know, 20% down is 160 K plus closing costs. You're looking at 180 K I don't know a lot of people that just have that sitting around (laughs) that can do that, right? Honestly, what I have been encouraging people to do, especially single people that have more flexible work that can move to cheaper areas 
or whatever the case is, is to buy. And I know we talked, we touched upon this a little bit in the first episode, owner occupied rental. Yeah. So typically with a rental, you have to put 20% down, but if you're buying an owner occupied rental, so this is your, you know, a house that might have, um, a legal basement that mm-hmm. you can rent out like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, you could qualify for more because your primary residence. Exactly. And also that income that you're getting for that unit is applied on your mortgage application. So you'll actually qualify for more if you purchase a property yeah. like that. And that's actually a great way, great stepping stone to get into real estate investing. Yeah. Right. Because Perhaps you live there for a while already. Maybe your mortgage payment is $3,500, but that unit is generating you $1,500. So you're not paying much. Maybe you're able to save a ton of money. Maybe after your three or five year term, you have enough that you can actually buy another property and rent out both of those units. Yeah. And then the property just pays for itself. Exactly. Or if you want to upsize, at least maybe that's like, you know, we always say this too, your first home's not your dream home. It's not your forever home. So that might give you the ability to buy something, maybe, you know, a one, maybe upstairs is a one bedroom bungalow. Cause we see a lot of that. You and I in Burlington, there's a lot of units right now where it's a bungalow and then the basement's rented out. And so there's only, you know, two bedrooms, maybe upstairs and you eventually want a family and that's going to be too small for you. So it allows you to then sell that home and maybe take a step up or buy an investment property, depending on your situation. And also when you're buying a property, especially if it's your first property, you really have to be mindful of the possibility of reselling it. So you don't want to buy something like, oh, I want to buy a historic home because it has all this charm and character. What's the resale value? And that's what I say with my clients all the time. I talk about it to them. What's your long-term goals? What's your, like, you know, I I say you shouldn't really buy property without the intent of holding it, whether it's an investment or for yourself for at least three years. And you know this too, because of you're predominantly paying interest in the first three years, not towards your principal. So even if the house goes up, you're not paying, you're not building a lot of equity. And then there is like cost if you're of putting a minimum down payment, if you're putting a minimum down payment, uh, which is most common the case. Yeah. And then you go to move you're you have to buy, pay for land transfer tax again. This time you pay for real estate fees because when you buy a home, the, you don't pay anything, but the listing agent or the seller pays, uh, both the, both the listing agent and the buyer in the transaction. Yeah. So now there's a lot more costs um, that come when you go to sell. And so you want to be mindful of that like even if a house goes up 50K in three years, you might be breaking even. So yeah. you have to be aware of your like long-term plans. And then, yeah, like what's how easy is it to resell that house? Is it on a busy street? Is it backing onto highway? Like you might not care about those things, but then buyers will down the road. Yeah. So if it's a multi-unit, yeah. but the way, you know, this last inflation report. Yeah indicates it doesn't seem like the economy is doing really well if i had to put my money on it those are probably the properties that are going to be most sought after so if you're able to get a property like that you're going to qualify for more yeah it's something that will likely have a good resell value yeah because if there's two homes that are exactly the same and one of them has a legal basement apartment it's automatically worth more yeah And now more than ever, we're seeing, you know, basement apartments like everywhere. And I do think long-term that's just going to be more popular because of affordability. Yeah. Imagine your mortgage payment is $4,000. Let's say you were on the variable. It's just gone up. 
let's say even to six thousand dollars if you're able to throw somebody in the basement for like yeah two grand a month yeah makes a huge difference totally so if you're listening you're not in the market yet multi-unit i personally think is the way to go just with where we're headed in the economy with this economy we have no idea yeah i agree well, I think this is another great episode. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening. Make sure to subscribe and we have new episodes dropping every Tuesday. So we'll see you next time.